Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you today, Dr. Paul. Very good. Uh, we're going to start off today by talking a little bit about uh, how the uh, Democrats are feeling very fright frustrated because they're starting to eat their own. <laughs> mm. You know, the, the big thing in the news is uh, up in New York, you know, in the sanctuary city. It, it was all so hypocritical about, oh, we're saintly and we'll take care of them and we're we're Christians, and what we'll do is open the doors and invade the privacy of everybody else and steal from them to take care of them and bump everybody else around, take liberty away from somebody in order to help somebody. And, of course, the whole thing has caused a problem. And then, uh, then this is all involved with the immigration. But these people who wanted to show how holy they were uh, said, we'll have sanctuary cities. Uh, well, San Francisco, sanctuary city. And uh, people, people right now, yeah, it did something to, to the city. It's de being deserted. But uh, New York also has that same problem because there's a big fight going on now between the governor of uh, New York and the uh, mayor of New York City on who's going to pay, who's to blame, whose fault is it, and uh, where are they all going to go? But they don't talk about how come, how could we have been so stupid? Yeah, no, we created the problem. We didn't help anybody. We were we violated a lot of people's liberties and money and taxes and all these other things. But it was just total nonsense. But I think, Chris, that we can generally think, you know, about things like that as generally the consequence of it, of the uh, interference by uh, government into our personal affairs. Once you have interventionism, whether it's social or economic or international, it ends up badly because they reject the whole notion of voluntarism. It's exactly the opposite. And then when things, everything is based on doing wonderful things, and then when they find out, well, it cost too much and it didn't work, uh, then all of a sudden, they have to blame somebody. And I think that's what's going on right now is the blame game is, is going on and uh, they're trying to blame, uh, you know, somebody other than the ones who were responsible for it. And I think this is, uh, this is the beginning of something very big because uh, the whole system that we've been working with for decades, and especially uh, since COVID, where the violation of civil liberties has been drastic, that uh, we're, we're gonna see a lot more of this because uh, the, the prediction of bankruptcy, moral and financial, has been easy to make, uh, you know, even decades ago, but I think we're getting closer and closer to that. So this will be ex example of what will happen. And, and some of the complaints when this argument goes on between the different government factions is, money they need the money and that's why you know not only is the mayor fighting with the governor ah but they say the solution is what we need is the, our buddy in the white house 
he, uh, he knows how to get all kinds of money. He can have secret ways of getting the money. I'm sure he's going to help us out. So and I think what we're witnessing is the breakdown of a system that they've been tinkering with a long time. But right now, I believe people are starting to recognize and the politicians are, and they're panicking over it. They're recognizing that we're flat out broke and that uh, the government that they created it has turned out to be a monster. Chris? Yes, that's true, Dr. Paul. And you know, the migrant crisis is kind of like war. It's out of sight, out of mind. You know, you could tell that that's what it was for Democrats and the left. You know, war is just something that happens out there somewhere. Those people are dying. Uh, and anybody that goes against it, you know, you're an isolationist or you're not patriotic. Well, it's the same with migrants. So that's down in Texas and Florida. You know, that's down there. And if you have a problem with it, you're called a racist and, you know, uncompassionate. Uh, but once it affects them directly, like we've been seeing, now the story changes. Now it's a crisis for them. You know, the story flips on its head. And uh, so once it becomes not out of sight, out of mind, but in their backyard, now they don't like it. And, uh, you know, one peculiar thing about the left is it's not just those out of sight, out of mind things that they push for, you know, this this new COVID mini push that they're trying. Uh, I'm starting to see leftists, they're bragging about wearing masks again. You know, it's almost as if they revel in tyranny as, as long as the people that they don't like are forced to do it too. You know, and that's kind of how it was with COVID. They take as many jabs as you're told, as long as that guy that you don't like down the street, as long as he has to get it too, we all have to do it. You know, it's it's very peculiar way of thinking, but that's the way it is. And, you know, many of us, you know, before those jabs failed, you know, it was going much further than that. You couldn't go into restaurants without proving that you had these jabs that don't work. You know, they were talking about putting people in camps and in some other countries, they actually did. You know, once government policies harm another person or their property, you do not have a free society, a, uh, a government that protects liberty. You have a government that's tyrannical and it's a sliding scale. And as we saw with COVID, it slides very quickly. You know, uh, it's not just the people in government that are tyrants. They have millions of foot soldiers, <clears throat> little petty tyrants out here. So that's why it's an age old, you know, quote, you have to be vigilant with your liberty because like, like a spark in a fire, you know, the tyrants can take it away. So yeah, the migrant crisis is just another, you know, hypocritical example of bad policy. Yes, and uh, I think that's exactly right. Liberty becomes threatened when they decide that their, their system of government has failed. So they have to take more stuff and more liberty from the individuals who are struggling to survive without ever considering or admitting maybe we went some, something wrong. But I see one of the big problems is that to some degrees, both parties do the same thing. Both parties endorse uh, inflationism the Federal Reserve, deficits, they go on and on, interventionism. And uh, some will so support more a, a, so, a pseudo government uh, run uh, corporations and, and uh, the, the cooperation between the uh, financial industry, the financial industry the, the, and the business people, you know, with uh, even social media. So those are the problems. But there is another example I want to bring up uh, where they're, they're recognizing that something big is going on. And I think it was just in the last day or two 
that uh, we had an avowed, uh, willingly himself name, socialism is the answer. <laughs> so and that's Bernie Sanders. He came out, but he, uh, he works hard at trying to be consistent, which he isn't always very consistent, even with his socialism, because uh, every once in a while he goes astray and uh, pretends that he is a total socialist and then becomes a specialist in helping out uh, special corporate entities. But no, he came out and said, wow, the stats are starting to show Republicans are whittling away at the vote on the minority community. And the working class people are starting to go Republican. And, uh, and so right now, the big question is, why, why in the world would they do that? And of course, because the system is failing, uh, you know, economically speaking. Uh, they, no matter what they, what they do, you know, wages have gone up significantly uh, in the last couple years, and, and uh, both parties are responsible for that. But, they, they, but the uh, cost of living has gone up even faster, and they're dumbfounded by this, because what is, what is uh, 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 Sanders, Bernie Sanders say? His answer is, look, true socialist answer. Well, we need to give them more money. And, and that'll take care of it. They're, they don't have enough money there. Yes, their wages went from $5 an hour to $15 an hour, but they still don't have enough. So we have to give them more money, and that is the answer, which is you know, a, a complete farce because no matter how much money they get, and this is not something new, it's through, through the recession and uh, the depression type of system created by the Federal Reserve going on for over 100 years, that uh, you can't keep up. The cost of living always goes up faster than the, than the propping up and the redistribution of wealth and bailing out the poor people. And I think once again, Chris, this is another example of the bankruptcy of a system which has been very bipartisan right now. I think that uh, there's a lot of blame going around, but there's certainly a lot more blame going on. Interesting enough, and the reason we're talking about this, that it's, uh, it's within a party. Uh, some of this blame is within the Democratic Party, as there's some of it in the Republican Party. But here they're saying, oh, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just personalities within the party. And that's why they <coughs> are arguing. So I think it was a bold move, uh, politically speaking, in a sense of uh, Bernie Sanders taking on the Democratic Party, but for the wrong reason, and he, he needs to learn that he's part of the problem. And I expect, you know, one of these days, we're going to get a speech from him. Sorry, folks. I made a mistake for a couple years now, and I've believed in socialism, but I know it's a total failure. It's not working, and more socialism won't work. And, uh, and pretending that if you pay, give out more money and print more money, that uh, it'll solve the problem. Matter of fact, printing the money makes sure that you're instituting a regressive tax because the poor and the middle class are the very people that Bernie Sanders says he's going to help. They suffer the most because their prices go up faster and the wealthier people can compensate. If the, the wealthy people don't worry about what the price of bread is. And poor people, the middle class that are created by these do-gooders, uh, they, they have a problem even finding out whether they <coughs> will be able to get some bread. 
And so it is philosophic. And I think one of the major problems is that the opposition to the radicals like Bernie and others uh, comes from people who endorse the principle. So if they endorse the principle of, of inflationism, deficit financing, international wars, and wars in, uh, against COVID, uh, but, but we'll, be, we'll be more cautious. We will have better management. We'll be protecting civil liberties. At the same time, the very thought of anything they do is a violation. And they're not likely to admit it, but the, this is a consequence of a bankruptcy that has been building, and it's becoming more evident every day. Chris. That's right, Dr. Paul. And, you know, uh, people in power, they exploit emotions. Now, emotions are so essential to our life. Our lives would be, you know, very drab, you know, perhaps not even worth living if we had no emotions. But there's, uh, there's another aspect, you know, to our mentality, and that's thinking, thinking things through. And politicians since days of old have figured out how to exploit emotions and prevent people from thinking things through. The number one emotion is fear. That's, that's, you know, that's involved almost always, whether it be war, COVID was all based on fear, climate change, all based on fear, but your compassion, that's being, that's exploited too. You know, people's good sense is exploited by people in power. And, and it's a shame because government also works very, very hard to make sure that you do not think things through like let's take climate uh the government itself ours specifically is the biggest polluter on earth you know but there's people who think oh no we need them to keep the water clean and the air clean they via the military is are the biggest polluters on earth you know so isn't that kind and they're not changing that you know they're not bringing any troops home they're not stopping any wars in fact they're trying to start new ones so obviously they don't believe the climate thing themselves but they want you to believe it because they want more power you know, and the migrant thing is compassion. It's exploited. You know, your heart's in the right place, but you do not think things through. And then you suffer. And most importantly, the people that you're supposedly helping suffer too. And they cancel this out with sound bites because anybody that questions it, up, oh, right-wing talking point, uh, you know, racist, misogynist, they just have one word and, and that just triggers people to just shut off their minds and only lead by emotion. You know, Rand Paul, Senator Paul, tried he said you know i'm not going to be able to stop this money from going to ukraine but can we at least look at where it's going and at least find out where this money is going all they did was putin's playbook and that was it that was the end of the story and look what happened we got robbed blind from ukraine so you know we have to you have to be vigilant with your mind emotions are so uh important but that is where the tyrants target. They try to get you to be emotional and not think things through. Well, I think it's safe to say <clears throat> that uh, the country is not going to all of a sudden turn a switch and change their minds about depending on the government to take care of people with welfareism and also the warfareism. But the welfare uh, farce ought to be revealed, and that is, uh, you, you know, and I've said uh, over the years that before I went to Congress, I had this idea, well, welfare is bad, it's spending, there's too much debt, it's all their fault, they want too, many too much food stamps, and that sort of thing. 
But then I, as the years went on, I found out that they were just throwing the crumbs. Yes, the, the poor people get welfare, but they lose their jobs and they get all the inflation. They're the ones who get drafted or sent off to war and endlessly uh, they, they get punished. And th this to me is, is the big problem is that people see that uh, or they expect the government to take care of them. And that's the, that's the fallacy. The, the fallacy is that uh, they have this belief because it, they've been indoctrinated. And that's why, you know, I didn't run into many uh, congressmen that even heard of the word Austrian economics. They might have heard of the word, but they don't have the vaguest idea what true liberty means and what a true free market means because they always have to take care of the underprivileged, the people who are suffering. And I, 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 I believe they're... Uh, there's many of them who are very sincere about that, but there's a lot of them that know that we'll throw a, three cr a few crumbs out there, we'll hold the people in line, they'll come to us and we'll tell them we'll give them everything. We'll give them free education, free school, we'll loan them the money, and then they end up to find out they're not even getting educated. And then they have this locked on things and then they made sure that about two or three years of, of kids starting, starting grade school never have learned to how to read. So this is the kind of nonsense, but they keep pouring it out and pouring it out. And the only thing that will stop it is the vigilance by the people and the people waking them up and realizing that freedom is the solution. Freedom will provide the jobs. You know, Bernie Sanders can't provide the jobs by spending more money running up debts. And that, that, that's the destruction of the job. Yes, the money might be spent and somebody might get a job, but it might be a job in a war plant going off to fight a war that doesn't make any sense. There's so much malinvestment. You know, there's uh, more money, but the money is directed by bureaucrats and politicians, and they're not very smart and they're not very honest. And that's why we end up with this mess that we have right now. But some of the things that we're talking about today, I think emphasizes the total failure of the system, the bankruptcy that it creates, the bankruptcy that we're witnessing now, and this tinkering around now in that the election progress process is, uh, is, is not going to solve the problem because it's a much greater problem because all the mistakes of decades, the malinvestment and the debt, it has to be dealt with. You just can't walk away from it. They tried to walk away from all that debt, trillion dollars of debt in, uh, in, uh, uh, in education, the, the student programs, and uh, so far it, it doesn't work that way. But they ended up with a lot of people getting a pseudo-education and they're not trained for anything. And that, it was a lot of malinvestment and now a lot of debt and it doesn't work. And we have to admit the truth. There's a cancer in the land, and it's authoritarianism, and we have to deal with that if we ever expect to get back on our feet again and see progress where there's a lot more peace and prosperity for everyone. Fantastic, Dr. Paul. I will finish up. And uh, in order to, um, to combat this authoritarianism, we Americans have some changing to do. You know, I'm sure I'm not alone. Uh, in thinking that the reaction by the American people to the COVID tyranny was disappointing. You know, we sing uh, anthems about being the land of the free and the home of the brave, and boy, was that a bad reflection uh, of what we really are. You know, the, the government got away with what they got away with for way too long. They did tremendous damage, and of course, nobody was punished, so they think, well, let's start it again. 
You know, this was the first time, to be fair, that the government was so in our face. You know, in general, they're they're out there somewhere. They 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 take taxes from us. They bother us for little things. This was, you know, sticking stuff in your body, locking you in your home, destroying your livelihood. This this is hardcore stuff, and we Americans are not used to that. You know, we we hear that that's what goes on in Iraq. That goes on somewhere else. Well, it went on here, and we did not rise to the challenge. Eventually, eventually, once you know uh, the momentum got going, but far too late. You know, and we have to realize that we're still dealing with the same people, the same governments, the same media. They're all there. So to they haven't turned a new leaf, thinking you know what, what we did was wrong. You know, so we all have to. We can't be spectators. As hard as it is. Uh, we can't be spectators. We are all a part of this, and we all have to do our part, no matter how big or how small. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be a Joe Rogan. There already is a Joe Rogan or a Ron Paul. There is a Ron Paul. He's right there, you know. But we have to each do something productive to spread the ideas of liberty. You and your own circle will do our part in our circle, and uh, you know. And that's how once enough people see. Through all the lies that they've been exposed to, they will react differently, and we can have some hope for the future. Very good. You know, I want to go back to an idea that I've talked about before and hinted about it today, and that is the problem we have is dealing with the principle. Because if you avoid the principle of non-intervention and avoid the principle of voluntarism and avoiding the principle of not hurting people, take, not taking other people's property, uh, you can't do it. You say, well, the Republicans, uh, yeah, they, they want less spending. And it's a hard job to you know, cut spending. And, but it doesn't end up helping because it's the principle that has been, you know, sacrificed. So yes, uh, I remember when Reagan became president, there were some cuts in, uh, in, in, in food stamps and uh, they knew it was going, they were going to cut like 30% or 40% and, uh, in food stamps. Everybody knew it wouldn't work. And they say, well, you know, in the middle, we'll have an emergency. So, so the emergency comes up and they, oh yeah, well, people need their food stamp. So it's the principle, once you endorse the principle, it's 100% of welfare redistribution. And you say, well, yeah, but we have to have better management. So we'll make sure the management goes to people who really need it. Uh, but guess what? Most of it goes to the corporation and to the pharmaceutical industry and to the uh, military industrial complex. And uh, it goes on and on. So that's why we must deal in principle that we have a right to our life and our liberty and we should assume the responsibility that goes with that. Because you cannot say, well, yeah, I'm for life, uh, uh, you know, for, for uh, life and liberty, and I want uh, to get rid of the taxes. But if I have trouble, I would like to have a fallback. I'd like to be able to go to my politician and say, hey, bail me out. No, you can't do that. But I'll tell you what, if the goal is to have maximum opportunity to have peace and prosperity, people have to go with designing and understanding what the principles are and were designed and at least discussed by the founding fathers. And it's not difficult, it's not complex, it's just a matter of giving up the largesse and not allowing the government to do anything to us that we can't do to our neighbor 
by going in and taking what we want. You can't send the government agency. Freedom is not complicated. And if it's offered to the people, what I found out, it's very popular. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.